What's up, y'all? This is Jerry Hillman, and we're back for another episode of Resurrected Gospel. Y'all, today, today's going to be a good one. Today's going to be a good one. Reason why? Because it's going to turn our hearts back to Jesus. And that's the whole reason that we're here in the first place. Resurrected Gospel is only here to turn the hearts of those to Jesus through conversation and through the word of God. <laughs> So, y'all, what are we going to be talking about today? Y'all, we are going to be talking about judging. We, as the body of Christ, have used judging and really taken judging to a whole nother level of where the Bible specifically goes against it. And what do I mean by that? Y'all, have y'all ever heard people talking about only God can judge me? Saints use that and ain'ts use that. Have y'all ever really looked at where that's from? Let me help y'all. It's found in James 4, actually verse 12. And what it reads, this is the Amplified Version. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and to destroy, the one God who has the absolute power of life and death. But who are you to pass judgment on your neighbor? And here it is. The Amplified version even says this and has it in quotations. I'm going to read it again. That, but who are you to hypocritically or self-righteously pass judgment on your neighbor? And we're going to park there because we're going to dig into it. Yeah. One of the things that I hate hearing is that only God can judge me. Because one of the things we as the body of Christ has used it as a get out of hell free card, get out of jail free card, a get out of sin accountability free card. People will use that to make people feel guilty of calling them out on their stuff. And y'all, let me tell y'all this, man. Accountability is not going to be pretty all the time. Accountability comes with the fact that somebody loves you enough to correct you when you're wrong. If you have a friend that's allowing you to do wrong continuously, bro, you need a different friend. Let me use this as an example. I got a friend of mine named Roddy, man. Me, Roddy's down in Atlanta, but me and him grew up together in Lynchburg. Well, yeah, Lynchburg. We'll say with that. <laughs> Me and him grew up together. So anything I say to him or anything he says to me, I know for a fact that it's out of love or it's out of a misunderstanding. And we can have the conversation to where if he says, Yo, bro, like I think it's you wrong on that or vice versa. Nine times out of ten, I'm going to hear him out because he knows me well enough to know what are the grounds and the values that I stand on. One of the things that I'm trying to push out to other Christians that I talk to, hey, bro, if you're going to claim God in public, claim him the same in private. Claim him the same in private that you do out in public. You say, um, I said, God, I thank you for all of this. That's great and all. Does your private life show that? And goes back to this whole thing of where people in private to ask somebody else or say, rather, only God can judge me. Only God can judge you, which is true. Hey, there's nothing, there's nothing unfactual about that statement of far as far as the end 
the ending of it all. But the Bible also tells us to tell your brother or to get your brother. Well, no, let me let me not even say that because I'm saying it out of context. Jesus told the disciples and those who are listening, how can you take the plank out of your brother's eye if you have one in yours? We're putting that in plain terms. How can I tell you that you're wrong when I'm doing the same thing? How can I tell you that you're not seeing clearly, but yet I'm not seeing clearly? And we still feel like only God can judge us? And notice that even when I read in the Amplified Version that he said judge hypocritically. As a matter of fact, let's read the verses before that. Let's read two verses before that. Actually, no, I don't. Here we go. Verse 11. Believers do not speak against or slander one another. He who speaks self-righteously against a brother or judges his brother hypocritically speaks against the law and judges the law. What does he mean by or speak against a brother or judge his brother hypocritically? Basically, that's meaning that if you are a fellow brother in Christ, fellow sister in Christ, but yet I see you out in the club smoking a blunt and getting drunk, and I'm doing it too, I can't say anything because the same thing goes for me. So I can't judge you. I can't speak ill will against you. I can't speak anything against you. Or go out and be like, oh, Johnny over there, over there getting drunk. Johnny was over there in the club last night, humping and grinding, knowing that going well. He got a girl in the crib. But, yo, I'm over there doing the same thing. If the, if somebody else can say the same thing about you, then you cannot judge them. That's what it's saying. Hypocrisy has creeped into the church so much that we hate being held accountable. We hate being held accountable. And it's sickening. Because why did Holy Spirit come outside of guiding and to comfort us? He came to convict us of our sin. You don't believe me? Find it in John. John Jesus said it in John chapter 16. I believe, and I want to say chapter 15 as well. They said that the comforter will come to convict us of our sin. So what that lets me know is if we're out here judging other people for the same stuff that we're doing, then we possibly have to check our relationship. And y'all hear me when I'm talking because I'm talking so passionately because we as the body of Christ cannot pull other people in if we're uh, if we're over here taking down our brothers and sisters for the same stuff that we do. And let's even talk about the fact of that even if you're holding your um your brother and sister accountable you have to do it out of love. 1 Corinthians 13 talks about that if we are doing anything and love is outside of that it's like clanging cymbals. Have y'all ever heard clanging cymbals? That's what it sounds like if we're speaking to somebody and we don't have love in our heart. If we're not speaking to them out of a loving concern, it's like clanging cymbals 
So they can't even hear the message that we're trying to give them. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, because we have in the last, I would say just use the last decade, us as Christians, we've attacked other Christians publicly out of the fact of trying to be Holy Spirit police. Now, granted, some of this stuff or some of the people who have uh, spoken out publicly against others tried to have a conversation in private. I'm sure of it. But the thing is, we have not done it in a loving way. So the thing is, we're trying to bring other people into the faith. Why would people want to join us? Why would people want to uh, worship a living God named Jesus? Why would they want to turn their life over to him when the people who are claiming to follow him not even on one accord? They're not even on one accord. We're not even unified in the way that we're speaking to each other, the way that we handle each other. We're not even unified in that, but we want other people to join us. It's crazy, man. It's hypocritical. It's hypocritical, which is why James said, hey, you can't judge hypocritically. Do not judge hypocritically. And why did he say that? Because we cannot sit there and condemn somebody else for the stuff that we're doing. And if I remember correctly, my Bible says that there is no condemnation to us because Jesus paid it all. There is no condemnation for those who are renewed in Christ because his blood washed away every sin. His blood washed away every stain. It washed away sin, grief, all of it. We can't judge anybody else unless we're holding them accountable to what it is that they said they believe in. Which brings me to the unbeliever. Y'all, we as a church have to remind ourselves we cannot expect Christian living from people who have not turned their lives over to Christ yet. Why are we sitting here being pissed off about other people when they're not even submitted to the same gospel that we believe in? I'm not saying don't be or don't feel any type of way, but we also have to remind ourselves that we cannot hold them to the same standards that we do ourselves because they have not proclaimed that. So can only God judge you? Can only God judge you? It's twofold. Because we as brothers and sisters of Christ are, are told to hold each other accountable. Have the conversation with that brother, with that sister, and tell them, hey, when they're wrong. And if they're still not listening, then you bring another person in on it, and uh, and then y'all are mediating. Then after that, you take it to the elders. Y'all look up what I'm saying. This is what Paul told, told tells us to do when it, could, when it gets to issues with a brother and sister. Handle it in this way. This way that you're continuing to give grace to them and to give them the opportunity to turn their ways around. So by the time it does reach the elders and you bring it before the church, it's because they blatantly said that I do not want to change because they have not changed their actions. 
So what James is saying, when let only let God alone judge you, is when it comes to salvation and when it comes to the end times. He's the giver of the law, so he's the one who can judge it righteously. He's the one who can judge it justly because he's fair in all of his ways. So if we're going to use only God can judge me, make sure that you're not using it in a way to where you're trying to get it out of a, trying to use it as a get out of jail free card. Come up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. So y'all, y'all be listening to the, for y'all that are listening to this episode, y'all, let's do a better job of holding each other accountable and not letting people use only God can judge me as a way to continue living in their sin. Don't be a policeman. Don't call them out if you're still doing the same stuff that you're doing. Let this be your wake up call. And let the word of God judge y'all and let the word of God turn you and move you forward because we have a savior who died for us to come unto the father, blameless and sinless. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So y'all. Hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. Make sure that y'all are sharing it. Make sure that y'all are connecting with us on these podcast platforms and make sure that you are liking and uh, commenting and subscribing to the podcast and also the YouTube channel as well for those who want the visual. Y'all, we're going higher and we're going to talk about some more stuff, man. Y'all be tuned. Y'all stay blessed and I love y'all. And thank y'all for listening to another episode of the Resurrected Gospel Podcast. Peace.